Hello, and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I'm Laura Carfing, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. Hello, hello, my friends. I am so excited for today's episode because we have a very special guest with us today. His name is David Victor, and he's with the band Boston. He started his own charity called Harmony and Healing. And what I'm so excited about is that on Breast Cancer Conversations today, we get to raise each other up by talking about all of the amazing work that other organizations are doing, the great work that they're bringing to the community, and really just letting you guys know about the amazing resources out there. So I am so excited. Today is also a really fun episode because we bring in my caregiver, partner in crime, co-founder of Surviving Breast Cancer, William LaFerrier. Some of you guys may know William if you attend our Thursday Night Thrivers support group every Thursday night at 7 p.m. William is a regular there. You can register for Thursday Night Thrivers or any of our virtual free online programs at survivingbreastcancer.org forward slash events. William came to all of my medical oncology appointments. He never missed an infusion, a radiation session. Granted, I was diagnosed pre-COVID when like bringing people to the hospital like was a thing. But again, I am so excited because William will be leading today's interview. He is a huge music aficionado and the perfect one to connect and speak with David. You are in for a treat because David will serenade us, play a couple songs, some hits, as well as some of his own originals. Doing music for people who really need, you know, healing and some spiritual uh, sense of hope. I mean, there's no comparison. Music heals wounds that medicine can't touch. Welcome to the conversation. Whatever ails you, you know, music uh, can cure you, in my humble opinion. Oh, you're spot on, spot on. Without further ado, we'll let you introduce yourself and, and uh, your, your uh, uh, charitable organization. Excellent. Well, thank you, William. Thank you, Laura. Uh, my name is David Victor. My um, charity is called Harmony and Healing. And uh, what we do very simply is live music for patients, their families, loved ones, uh, primarily um, via Zoom or FaceTime or any remote things these days. Although pre-pandemic, we were you know going into hospitals and healthcare facilities, Ronald McDonald houses, um, cancer support groups, and just doing music. What made you decide to jump into it? I, I know we, we read the, the website, et cetera, so yeah. we know what's out there. But in, in your own words, first off, uh, a tip of the hat to you. We, we love this stuff. We, we think it's just absolutely incredible and, and uh, applaud your every effort. So whatever we can do to help you guys... Uh, we're more than happy to do so. So very, very appreciated. Yeah. And, and I, you guys, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a mutual uh, admiration society for, you know, when people are in this space of trying to help people. When I was uh, touring with Boston, um, I got a chance to be a part of a, another charity that had, I'm not sure how long they'd been around, but their mission was to go into children's hospitals and do art, food, and music. It was sort of a little party thing, you know, let's get them to draw and let's let them listen to music and feed them and stuff. There's a lot of moving parts with that. I mean, getting food into a hospital for one thing, right? Right. A little bit of a challenge and like, are these crayons, will they make my child allergic or whatever, you know, <laughs> music, nobody really had a problem with, you know, singing back then. Of course, now, you know, 
different story. <laughs> Sometimes things have changed. But um, at that point, to me, it was the easiest thing in the world. And I had an opportunity to do two of these visits. And uh, the first one I did at Miller's Children's Hospital in Long Beach um, was just so um, impactful, just personally. Um, I remember, you know, I didn't know what I'd be facing. So I went to Miller Children's Hospital, did this uh, day with the music and the food and everything that was happening and uh, just came away from it, just feeling just this elation at, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to disparage anything about music, but I will say this people who are, let's say in a casino and get um, a complimentary ticket to go see a classic rock band that they have heard of, and maybe they show up and maybe they don't. And, you know, you're, you're playing in front of, you know, maybe 5,000 people in the first two rows are empty, you know, because mm -hmm. those are all the high rollers go. And you see, like, these people, they really enjoy it. They're having the time of their lives. Um, you're really bringing back these kinds of memories for them and, you know, have more to say on that later. But, you know, they're at the very top of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? You just say, you know, they can take it or leave it. Of course, they love it, but it's not maybe going to change their direction of their life. Whereas doing music for people who really need, you know, healing and some spiritual uh, sense of hope. I mean, there's no comparison in my mind. It was just like um, night and day kind of an experience. And they both, I mean, I think they both have their, you know, mediums and validity, but as a performer, there's so many places you play that you feel like, ah, you know, I'm, love to play anytime. But I mean, was, did I have the impact, you know, that maybe, mm -hmm. maybe I had. And when you go and do these, you know, hospital visits and, and you do the, the Zooms and the, the FaceTimes, you see the people, you communicate with them. I mean, it, it, there's just no comparison there. They're, I mean, it's like you're feeding them this spiritual food and, and I, it's, it's hard to even describe what, I mean, you do poetry, right. And you, you do different art and different mediums. It's, it's a different, I mean, I, I found a quote, actually, that was music heals wounds that medicine can't touch. And mm -hmm. I just thought, wow, that's exactly what we do with with harmony and healing. Onward we go. That is uh, that's wonderful. So naturally, you get even more out of it than your audience, your new audience that you're playing for, because it's a, it's such an incredible labor of love and you know that you're reaching them. Right. Right. In this, uh, very yeah. ethereal way. Yeah. I, I'm glad you, you bring that up because um, again, like the, the kinds of places musicians are often asked to play are just, you know, I mean, it's fun. It's a party, but it's just a different vibe. Like it's a different activity that's going on almost literally. And, and, you know, they, like I said, they both have their place, but um, I feel like um, for a musician to be able to do something so meaningful with their art and so connective and so um, just impactful is uh, not a thing that you get to do uh, very often. And so with, with Harmony and Healing also um, our musicians are, paid for their services, right? It's super meaningful work, essentially. And, and I feel like, you know, as a fellow musician that we're serving two populations, right? We're, we're, we're giving our services away for free to the, you know, the patients and, and families and loved ones. And we're supporting this art, artistic community 
uh, mm-hmm. with hyper meaningful work, you know, paid hyper meaningful work so that they can pay their health insurance and auto sure. insurance, things like that too. So yeah. yeah. Wonderful. So from that perspective, what type of music do you play? I was fortunate enough to do um, a little bit of uh, booking in the San Francisco Bay Area and booked a, um, it was a shopping center. And so I had to get all these different kinds of musicians, right? And ended up, I got a harpsichord player. I got a fiddle player, which like with a fiddle, you can't not smile. I mean, you just can't not smile. The funny thing about Boston was, you know, I put a YouTube video up and that's how I was, you know, discovered by, by the band. So it was very democratic. I feel like, like you didn't have to already, Ooh, I know Sammy Hagar and he hooked me up with flippity flap, you know, or Mickey Hart or whatever. So in that sense, you know, it's just like, I, I got onto the map uh, just by the, you know, what I was doing, right. The bands I was playing with. Um, So, but, but the, the, the Bay Area has always been a super musical area. I think it it always had this special vibe to it um, growing up here, um, you know, and, and the, the, you know, we were proud of the, you know, the acts that that came out of here, the Grateful Dead and, and Journey, of course, and, you know, Jefferson, and yeah, you Metallica, Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship. Yeah, uh, so many great bands. In fact, parenthetically, I have a band called Supergroup SF and we do just the hits of the San Francisco yes. Bay Area music scene. And if you just listen to the show, you wouldn't necessarily know that, right? It's just the, some of the greatest classic rock ever written. So um, it's a uh, it's it's a fruitful, creative area. Right. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah we loved it. We, uh, we took a trip uh, a couple of years ago, just prior to COVID, and uh, we picked a friend up. Uh, he was a, a Berkeley College student, um, uh, uh, via Alberta, uh, Canada, and he, he graduated, flew out to work in the East West studio in LA. We, we, t- we're still in Boston. We, uh, we told him that we're planning on hitting, uh, Yosemite and a couple of other, uh, uh, parks in the area. And we were wondering if, if you'd like to join us for a day or two or two weeks. And he said, count me in for the whole thing. So <laughs> we changed plans and instead of renting a Jeep, we, we grabbed this enormous pickup truck. We threw all the gear and picked them up in LA and drove up to Yosemite and then finished for about a week and a half in San Fran, hitting all the various sites, including- You are living the lights. life. You're living the oh dream. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah what a ball. We you make just me look like a, an old fuddy-duddy, will you? Well, it just, it speaks volumes to how much we love your city. So, oh yes, um, it's 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 lovable. That is lovable. It, Historically it is, lovable. It is incredible. <laughs> so, so back and I'm sorry, I I distracted yeah, no. you, but back to how you select songs to play for your your audience. Yeah. Basically, some, sometimes you're playing for babies, and sometimes you're playing right. for folks in the geriatric ward. So, right. everything in between. Yeah, no, great, great question. Um, it's, it hasn't been easy, right? Because you never necessarily know what you're facing when you go in, uh, when you play, like when I played at Ch- Stanford Children's Hospital, I try to stick to the poppiest, you know, pop I can uh, grab onto with an acoustic guitar and a, a voice. Um, and of course, this is just my experience, but, you know, other musicians, depends on what I think might be needed. So when you ask me, you know, what are the other things that we have? I've actually got a steel drummer. I've got like a jazz trio. I've got, I've got a lot of different things that 
mm-hmm. can be brought uh, to bear on this, um, you know, for this uh, services of this charity. So um, it, it it really just depends. Like if something has gone well one time, you know, the tendency is like, well, we should probably do that again. Uh, but song song choice wise. So the funny thing about children is like when I was at the, the very first thing I did, I mean, I didn't have anything prepared, right? I mean, it was just completely uh, off the cuff. Like, well, hey, play some Boston music. Like, okay, 1976 was the first Boston album. And uh, these children are six, five, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> not sure how familiar they are with the deeper album cuts. No. <laughs> uh, but um, but I the interesting thing was, and kind of funny to me, is they just, they didn't care, you know, right. like, it was music. It was something being created in front of them. Um, and again, we were in person at that point. But I mean, live is live. Live musical performance is this creation that's happening. Um, I'm not even sure how to describe it. But I mean, I always think of it like the closest thing that humans have ever invented to magic. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, we look at technology as, as magical, you know, and I'm in the technology field. I do digital marketing and stuff. And I see all this stuff happening and AI and all this stuff. But I mean, when it comes to just creating something that speaks just directly, just bypasses all your logic and reasoning circuits and goes right to your soul in the same way, like you can walk down the street and smell Jasmine or something and you just go, it just takes you back. Right. And music, music definitely has the same effect for me. When you think about what's going on in somebody's mind, who's listening to a song that was popular when they were 19 and a half, you know, and it was, you know, the summer of 1976. And they're like, you know, they're, they're completely on fire, completely alive. Hormones are raging and everything. And you are taking them back. And when they see that and experience that and hear that they're right there. I mean, it's like, I'm 19 again and everything's, all right. Everything's going to be all right. The fact that I was in the band afforded me the opportunity to be part of this charity because, you know, they asked me to do it. I was in, I was living in L.A. at the time and and I was yeah more than happy to do it. They sent a photographer along and, and I was just like, this is this was it was just so, so much joy, you know, and mm-hmm. I kept looking for my opportunity to do it more. Yeah. And I kept talking to them and they're like, well, we got to do this and we got to do that. And we got to organize. And like I said, it's hard to get food in. It was just, there were a lot of moving parts and I just finally, and it took me long enough, but in 2018, I think I filed my papers for my 51C3 and said, you know, I'll just do this. It's not that complicated, right? There's no, there's not really a whole lot of paperwork. Although when I was going to the hospitals, you know, they want you to be vaccinated. Uh, You got to sign up for volunteer training. I mean, you guys probably deal with this all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you select your sites? Like what's, what's on your docket? How many performances do you try and do um, a, a month or a quarter or a yeah, year? I mean, so we have a, a sign up on our site. Uh, the, the inquiries come in. Um, then it's a matter of just coordinating it with the right, you know, uh, artist uh, for that. Um, you know, like we have um, in California, we have a large Hispanic population. We get, you know, maybe something that's maybe more mm, appropriate for that audience if they mm-hmm. want it, you know, sure. um, and just lining up the right artist with the right, you know, situation. Um, and we can do many, many of these. I mean, we're averaging at this point, probably 30 a month. That's amazing. Um, wow. And, yeah. Awesome. I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, it's going right. And it's, it's, it, it, it's the, um, it's just getting the word out really about it now um, because I have a large, um, you know, group of musicians who are, you know, love to do this stuff and um, are, are delighted to do it. But of course it's a very private thing, um, you know, besides HIPAA and stuff, it's just, you know, you're dealing with um, people a lot of times end of life, you know, situations and, and, you know, it's not like, Hey, this is great for social media. So <laughs> it's, you know, it, it, getting the word out, you have to, you know, balance, um, you know, be sensitive to the the whole situation, obviously. And that usually just means nothing's going to, you know, nothing's going to be known other than that exchange that you had with that person, their family, their loved ones. We do with Zoom, obviously, and, and different, you know, uh, mechanisms ha- are able to do recordings, you know, so the people that were involved, um, you know, usually it's a you know a loved one or family member that sets up the um, the situation, sets up the uh, the visit, virtual visit, and so they you know get a copy of the recording and they can share. And of course, anybody, I mean, this is not news anymore. But when we started doing it, people were still un you know not as used to Zoom. But you know, anybody <laughs> around the world can sure. participate and do you know that. So there's no travel involved <laughs> for anyone really. Which so. Is, so- I'll stop you there again, David. We we have an audience in 81 countries. Speaking of audience, can we ask David to play a song for us? So, so th- in this particular uh, song, I would like you to address uh, an audience of stage four breast cancer survivors there um, regarding their bucket list. Stories and songs of hope. I think we talk a lot about it in our community, right? Being diagnosed with something terminal. Where on the outside, I think people sometimes think, oh, you have hair or you look fine. But on the inside, realizing that there's this cancerous thing that's, you know, wreaking havoc. I need a sign to let me know you're here. All of these lines are being crossed over the atmosphere. I need to know things are going to look up. Cause I feel this drowning in a seas filled from a cup And there is no place safe and no safe place to put my head You can see I'll oh, stuck it hang on yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. Here we go one more time
If you don't give up, I won't give up. If you don't give up, a peace, a peace. All right. If Sweet. anyone like was not smiling for that last yeah. two minutes, I mean, mm. this is music and magic happening all at the same time thank you oh my god absolutely so sweet well a beautiful song well chosen for a a terminally ill patient no question about it yeah you make a really uh good point which is what are the songs right what are the yes when you do want to pick songs and i made a little list of like songs for healing right so it's very very easy to come across a song oh people love this oh I didn't think about those lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Not appropriate. Uh, so <laughs> one time I was playing for, um, I went out to Modesto and did a, um, it was a, it was a g- general hospital, but I went to the pediatric ward and there's these little infant babies. There's a picture of it on my website. Uh, yes. A picture of, and they're in the, you know, their little incubators and stuff, their little hats on. And I'm like, what's the, Sweetest, calmest song I know. Mm. And um, let's hear it. Well, it would have been good, right? If I prepared that, but it was. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Shannon, she's drifted out to sea. Remember that song? Maybe You know, yeah. baby, it's, it's falsetto all the way through, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's a, so I thought the babies will like this. And uh, they all pulled through. So that's I, amazing. I bet they did. Yeah. That's amazing. Music is so healing. And as you were saying, David, it could transport you. It can bring you to a different place in time. And we talk a lot about pain management in our breast cancer community. And how can music really help us move away from the physical? All right, what's up next? What else do you have for us? Jimmy Allen, Brad Paisley, Freedom Was a Highway. Have you heard that song? No, but beautiful. Like the lyrics are just like, it's like, oh my God. I I could just visualize him writing each line in a book and different on different pages. And then at one point going, oh no, this works here and this works here and this works. And it's just, just beautiful. Just the imagery, right? And so you get into it, right? You hear a song. That has that connects with you in a certain way and, and has this lyrical imagery. So I think sometimes with you know people maybe they aren't familiar with maybe a song that you're playing or uh, you know because um, preparation you're right is a, is a big part of it right they'll go oh mm-hmm. I had somebody request the other day I don't know a particular foreigner song that I hadn't played for a long time and never played on guitar because I'm usually just singing it. Uh, right. And so, you know, learning it and like trying to play it confidently and everything, it takes some preparation sometime, you know, so, but uh, you do it and boy, they, they really appreciate it. I'll tell you that. Yeah. What is the song that most moves you? Wow. The most oh. transports you. That's almost too easy, William. Yeah. Too easy. Let's see if I can warble out a few uh, notes here. I hate capos. Do you play guitar, William? I do. I do. 
I have, th- I have three. We call it the Situation Room. I've got a Strat, uh, a Martin, and uh, an Ibanez uh, hollow body, and I've got a big Fender uh, reverb. As a matter of fact, Laura and I played to our group one night. They've been they had been after me forever to, and Laura plays piano. They had been after me forever to sing a song, and I played. I, I finally agreed. I played "Knocking on Heaven's Door," nice. and. Uh, and and I just that's one of those songs that just always did it to me. Uh, well, see now, so that's a song you like to play for your population. That's a good one for you. Yeah, they they yeah, well, it's a little bit weird on the lyrics. <laughs> that was one I took off my list, right? You know, like, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Um, How about very- temporarily bypassing heaven's door? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Leaving a note at heaven's door, and yeah, yeah. there you go. (laughs) Leaving a note, knock, knock on heaven's door. Here you go. Let's leave that (laughs) note. (laughs) Probably my favorite Boston song of all time um, was. I mean, uh, extremely. I was extremely fortunate when I joined the band. I thought it was going to be just kind of a utility infielder and maybe get a couple songs to sing because they had a lead singer. They still have the same lead singer, actually a fabulous singer, but the band leader liked how I sounded on certain songs. Right. And nice, so yeah. as it turned out for the first uh, tour, I got a chance to do my favorite Boston song of, of all time. And, um, and it, Maybe you'll recognize this one, William. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I knew you were going to sing this. Now, if you feel it kind of low, now the dudes you've been saying, you just come and much you slow. And you want a moment, somehow you just keep on staying. Yeah, sweet, absolutely. Oh my god! So that was now, did, that was love. Did Tom write? Did Tom write all those songs, or was it a mix of uh, the boys? Uh, it was Tom and Brad. The Brad, singer, yeah, Del- wrote, yeah. and um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't junior high then, so yeah, <laughs> that, but uh, yeah, got got uh, boned up on my my Boston uh, history. Obviously, when I joined the band, <laughs> sure, started to try to learn the 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 many tales of the band right. and it's been around like, like I said, 1970, well, before 76, I mean, the album came out in 76, the first, right. Which right. still sounds great to this day, by the way, if you put that, oh, thing it on, absolutely does. Put oh, some nice no Bose noise canceling headphones on. It yeah. Just, and just blast blasting off. It's, it was the, <laughs> <laughs> I did a little too much of that. William, my ears ring all the time, man. Yeah. Well, and I, I tell people that I, because we're in a condo, I play, uh, typically I play the amp through my headphones. And uh, so I have a smaller amp for that. And then when, when the neighbor leaves, then I can bring out the fender. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how about, um, who's your favorite lyricist? Ooh, good question. Mm. Um, Man. um, I, so I value like, 
the ability to speak, uh, but the ability to write lyrics that are just the perfect, simple lyrics, right? Okay. Um, in that song I just mentioned, um, he he uh, he says, "We were summer young, and I, and you know." I'm like, summer young. Those are perfect words to put together. Young's been used a million times. Summer's been used a million times. Right. Summer young rolls off the tongue, you know? Like, so I love uh, lyrics that are, that are really comfortable to sing, being mm-hmm. a singer. Sure. So I t- sometimes I have actually five albums of original material myself. And when I've written my own stuff, sometimes I'll just yell into what used to be called a tape recorder. Uh, yeah. And, and just... <laughs> noises that sound good uh, melodies that sound good over chords and mm-hmm. um then later on words seep into your brain that's you know <laughs> coming from the creator um in my opinion because it's just like i'm just allowing it to come through finally i sort of made the <laughs> the animal noises that were the you know <laughs> beginnings of it but finally figured out the lyrics later and so so yeah so long answer again but lyricists i mean i love don henley yeah you know like just oh that's talking about the grateful dead i always think of that line in his his song just that super easy to sing but just super insightful and just you know beautiful um and then i like you know holly knight was a songwriter that wrote a bunch of Songs. I mean, I was listening. We saw the David Geffen documentary the other day, and yeah. Laura, you remember Laura Nero? Yeah, of course. So Laura Nero wrote, you know, "I Love You, Bill." You know that that one. Yeah, she wrote, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wrote um, "Eli's Coming." Yeah, Three Dog um, Night, baby. Yeah, Three Dog Night. I mean, she did them all before that, but I yeah, mean, of she what a brilliant lyricist. It's weird unusual like themes and stuff, but man, just incredibly artistic, you know? Yeah. It's like Randy Newman used to write all yes. those songs that yeah. others or, or Warren Zevon. Yes. Be, uh, com- oh my composing. God. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the first line. I saw a werewolf drinking a penis and I had traded Vicks. Trader Vicks. His hair was perfect. Yeah. That, that may be one of the absolute best lines I've ever heard in a song. Right? I know. I it's, love a lyric that just sort of drops. You know, I saw so where we're drinking a pina colada, trade fix. His hair was perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, who says that? It's just absolutely <laughs> perfect. And, it is. and the visualization was spot on. <laughs> yeah. So, it's it just brings smiles, you know, brings smiles yeah. to the faces of of people who are, you know, uh, who are perfectly healthy, and also people who aren't perfectly healthy. So in that way, it's sort of a universally, you know, accessible, you know, medium for for anyone, you know, to enjoy. And so, before something. I ask you to do another song to a different group of uh, mm. breast cancer survivors, I'll ask you how. How do you become that conduit to to compose original lyrics and music? I mean, for me, it's just it was. <laughs> I I don't want to use the word drudgery because that sounds like it's bad. Because when it finally happens, it's so magical and ethereal. And you're like, yeah, that's what I always thought would happen. But man, I mean, just I've had lines 
that I have melodies and like songs. I still have songs that I wrote when I was like 19. Yeah. And I haven't been able to fix them and make mm-hmm. them work, you know, and they're sitting in a book. I mean, we just moved a little while ago and I have these old song books with like lyrics in them. And I look at them and I go, yeah, there's something here, but like, it just keeps going the same way in my head. I'm like, no, no, no. That's when collaboration is a big deal, right? You yes. give it to somebody and they go, oh, well, how about something like this? And you're like, oh, you just unstuck like decades of <laughs> built up, you know, mildew in my head. <laughs> so what, what would come first in your mind, uh, the lyrics or the music? Um, music and melodies, you know, I just feel, okay. I mean, uh, unless there's just some perfect, you know, little statement that I'm like, Ooh, I have to weld that to something. Cause it's just the perfect lyric. Um, sure. usually for me, it's, it's, I'll hear something and it'll make me go, Oh, you know, that might be a, a cool, um, you know, intro for a song or maybe a solo section or something or a bridge, which are always really hard for me to write. I get into my verses and my choruses. And then uh, when it comes time to do a bridge, I'm like, I don't want a, anything to change. It's perfect. <laughs> but you have to. You have yes, to. You do. Yeah. Oh my God. That's where Lennon McCartney were so famous. Their bridges were phenomenal. Their bridges oh. were songs in and of themselves, like entire songs. Yes. I, I remember I sat down with a keyboard player once who was a bit of a, a loose cannon, but just a brilliant, you know, sit down there and, and I'm like, okay, I'm working on this thing. And he's like, oh, okay, like this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do that. And he's like, oh, maybe we could do here. We're like, oh, no, that's a whole other perfect song. Oh, or what about this? And I'm like, I couldn't stop him. It was like he cranked out like nine things. And I'm like, we have an album here right now. And yeah. he was just, he, he was gone. Later <laughs> that week. Musicians, William, musicians. Oh, my God. It's yeah. a different it's a different uh, sphere that you occupy. It sure is. And uh, there's some there's some uh, tremendous highs and tremendous lows. But it's okay. like, you know, the joys in the ride. Joys yep. the ride. Yeah. Absolutely. So now now we'd ask you to 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 pick up or to select a song or a portion of a song for a newly diagnosed breast cancer patient. How about an original? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See if I remember it. Yep. When your only shot was taken and it vanished in the air, I will be there. I will be there. When your situation's hopeless, when the fear you cannot bear, I will be there. I will be there. So your expectations shattered, and the battle broke your will. Thank you. <laughs> that is perfect. It's a great selection. Thank so you. that's, that's an original. 
Yeah, that's an original. It's called Heart Open Wide, and it's kind of I've kind of adopted it as my theme song for the charity. You know, it's a message of hope and yes. spirituality and, um, you know, hanging in there. Um, yeah. That's really what it's all about. Yeah, that's that's what we offer. We don't allow the F cancer stuff on on the website and mm-hmm. on our in our poetry and in our uh, writings or um uh we do survivor stories and uh in the webinars this this it cancer's bad enough. Yeah. And so we're looking to just offer positive. As a matter of fact, this this wonderful uh 80-year-old lady met up with us at uh, Philadelphia Living Beyond Breast Cancer. And she said, what do you do? And I just looked at her I, without even batting an eyelash. I said, we inject positivity into the, the heinous fabric of a breast cancer diagnosis. She just looked at me. She said, you just made that up. I said, I did, but it sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to use that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then she came over and she said, actually, I just came over for a hug. I said, that's what we do. Yeah. We just do. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and back to our uh, my little uh, uh, little sojourn down the uh, Lehigh River in Pennsylvania. At the end of the at the end of the session, after the the raft whitewater raft trip and the zip line and the the the, uh, the beachhead, uh, we closed with with hugs. And this was pre COVID. We closed with hugs. And this one uh, gal, I, I still get very emotional about it. I'm sure she is long gone. Mm-hmm. She just, I saved her for the last hug. And I gave her this hug. She would not let me go. She said, you have made my life. Yeah. And I just, oh, we had to physically lift her up over the gunwale of the raft to get her in. She couldn't even get over. She was just too dying. And right. uh, it was just, it just struck a chord to me. I yeah. said, you know, I'd like to do this. And I probably will do this the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah, yeah. You have those moments um, in those in the charities. If you're, you know, you sync up spiritually and soulfully with your charity. Um, yes, you guys obviously do, and and I feel I do with with harmony and healing. In that, when you have those moments that you you know you created that moment for her, mm-hmm. and, and wow, <laughs> that's all the support and reward you'd, you'd ever need, right? I mean, just that. Yeah. Moment. Yeah, big time. Um, Laura, I'm going to turn it over to you. I've been hogging all the questions here. Well, I'm so glad I asked you to help with this interview with all your music (laughs) knowledge and everything. It was outstanding. Um, You know, I just think this is so phenomenal. And David, everything you say just like resonates. I know it's going to resonate with our listeners. I know they're going to be smiling on the other end. And we hear all the time too, just, you know, and I'm sure you might be aware of the power of music, right? And how... There are these studies that you can look up on on YouTube where, you know, people with Parkinson's disease who can't walk steadily, you put on some yeah. music or Frank Sinatra and they start dancing and waltzing like yep. there's no problem. Yep. And then even hearing about, you know, the vibrations of music and how that could actually transform your cells at a cellular level to heal you. Yeah. So there's such great, amazing power in the work that you're doing. And so I really appreciate you bringing that to oh us and our audience. And so I want to leave also with, you know, how can people find you if someone's interested in learning more about your charity and the work yeah. that you're doing? Well, um, I'm, a, I, I'm a web guy. So we have a website. Um, it's called harmonyandhealing.org. Okay. And you can go there and visit. You can arrange uh, virtual visits there, right? Right from the front page there. Um, obviously, people can donate if they, they feel you know, moved to. Um, again, our 
um, our funding, you know, goes to support uh, the musicians who deliver the services. And um, I don't know, it's a big, it's a big love fest really yeah. over there. Um, we're also on Facebook, obviously, and uh, LinkedIn and Great. I'll be sure to link to all of that information and your social media in the show notes below. 100%. So could we end? Uh, I've got a special request. Cross the Universe by Lennon. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like that one is getting vetoed and overwritten. David, what do you want to end with? Something I just have to say. I don't think I get high when I'm feeling sad. Another day, knowing I love you. And I, I'm getting too close again. I don't want to see it end. If I tell you to. This has just been outstanding. Go check out Harmony and Healing, harmonyandhealing.org. David, this has been outstanding. My jaw hurts from smiling for like the last hour and listening to your amazing voice and music and all of the good that you're doing for the community, for those who are going through any sort of illness. William and I both really appreciate you being on Breast Cancer Conversations, and I hope we can continue our collaborations and working together and promoting the great work that both of our organizations are doing. Thank you. All right, my friend. Thank you Thanks. for Have the opportunity. Thank you. This was very enjoyable. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. And thank you all for listening and tuning in week after week here on Breast Cancer Conversations. Please be mindful that all of our content and information is for educational purposes only and is never a substitute for medical advice. If you want to hang out, again, please check out survivingbreastcancer.org forward slash events, where you can RSVP to our Thursday Night Thrivers weekly meetup, our Movement Monday classes, workshops, seminars, and so much more. We can also continue the dialogue online via social media. Our Instagram handle is survivingbreastcancer.org, all one word, and you can follow us on Twitter at SBC underscore ORG. Until next time, keep on thriving. <laughs>